The Devil's Advocates Radio Show is broadcast under a time brokerage agreement between Devil Radio and Civic Media Inc. Some portions of this program may be pre-recorded. Warning, you're about to listen to the greatest radio show ever. And due to contractual obligations and to shield our airwaves and corporate licensees from any semblance of liability, responsibility, and gullibility, we must tell you the views represented on this show are not necessarily those of this station or its management. This radio show contains differing points of view on current political topics, and due to the nature of its contents, it should be heard by everyone. Thank you for listening. Now live from the Civic Media Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, where the political party is just beginning, welcome to the Devil's Advocates Radio Show. Friends proving it's never personal, only politics. Please allow me to introduce myself. And now, here's your hosts, Dom and Crute. Welcome back to the Devil's Advocates Radio Show, the Tuesday edition, a happier, happy hour I got my little buddy Dom right here with me in the Mad Radio, 92.7 FM WMDX Studios. Feels good to have you so near and dear, Dom. Yeah, man, good to be here, Curdy. Thank you. Feeling the love. Yeah, man. Nate, as well, lightly screening your calls, and you're welcome to join us in this big hour. But I got to tell you something, Dom, in life, I have seldom, (laughs) if ever, had a plan B. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, no plan B. I like to burn bridges behind me, <laughs> salt the earth. Sometimes in front of you. Who knows? Occasionally. <laughs> sometimes, you know, I just stand in a pool of gasoline and <laughs> flick <that>. matches. <laughs> I was in lacrosse. I remember what happened. That wasn't me, just for the record. <laughs> that, that, that's not that me. Part, that part wasn't you. But I can tell you, Republicans need a plan B if Trump is convicted, at least according to Jennifer Rubin at the Washington Post. So take the advice, Crudy will not heed. Find yourself a plan B. Here's what she says. Two juries unanimously found four-time indicted. 91 charges, right, Tom? Jeez, All felonious. Terrible. Four-time indicted former president Donald Trump liable for nearly $90 million in total for defaming E. Jean Carroll. He seems not to make a good impression with jurors. <laughs> he certainly demonstrated his lack of self-control in court. Even with the jury present, given all that, it might be time for Republicans to start considering the very real possibility that his criminal cases could just go as poorly as his civil trials have gone. Ooh, you think? Ooh, I absolutely think. Even Republicans determined to ignore reality, including the amount of evidence against him in the January 6th case and the relative ease with which Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg racked up convictions for falsifying business records might want to think through the consequences of possible convictions. It is long past time for Republicans to face an uncomfortable truth. Trump could very well wind up convicted on one or more felonies after receiving the nomination. What then? What then? Better have a plan B, Dom. The Constitution does not bar a convicted criminal, even one already sentenced from holding office. It is hard enough to bar him from the language of Section 3 of the 14th Amendment expressly prohibits insurrectionists and their helpmates from holding federal office. I don't think that will be successful, but she throws it out there. However, polls consistently show that Trump's standing, even among Republicans, would plummet if he's convicted. Now, plummet, I tell you. A recent Gallup poll shows that 
less than half of Republicans, 46%, are willing to vote for someone charged with a felony, and even lower, 35%, are willing to vote for someone convicted of one. One wonders if Republicans understood he already has been charged. (laughs) Only 21% of independents are willing to vote for a convicted candidate. Uh, Jennifer Rubin from the Washington Post continues, even if mega cultists stick with him after a conviction, some Republicans and the lion's share of independents would not. Surely someone in the Republican Party should consider the ramifications of a possible conviction and what, if anything, the party can do instead of running a felon for president. Who would that be? Hmm. Rhoda McDaniel? Drop the Romney? <laughs> right. Because Trump is too offended by her uncle? Trump and It's all- not her that... My point being, when you, right, when right. you drop your your birth name because <laughs> Trump doesn't like your uncle, you're not the one with the backbone to stand up you're to the You're probably man. not the one writing up and coming up with plan B. Ruben writes, Trump in all likelihood would insist any conviction was rigged. He would mm. vow to win on appeal. Alternatively, he might argue it would be more important than ever to elect him so he could pardon himself. Oh, whether there would be any viable appeal under a self-pardon would withstand a constitutional scrutiny would not phase him or the mega-loyalist. Down-ticket Republicans, sober insiders, and donors could freak out, fearing an election debacle. But without a plan B, Republicans would be stuck with Trump. It's not as if they weren't warned about the possibility that they would be dragged under by a convicted nominee. But Rubin goes on. What could an escape hatch be for the party in case of conviction? Republicans might consider clarifying party rules to provide latitude to shove Trump aside if he is convicted. Elaine Carmack wrote last year for the Brookings Institution that if a candidate dies or is quote-unquote incapacitated after the primaries but before convention, the convention would choose the candidate, turning into what conventions used to be before primaries became dominant. But would conviction amount to incapacity? The party heavily dominated by Trump loyalists, would have to decide. That is good reason for Republicans with any sense to start thinking now about clarifying what amounts to incapacity. If a candidate dies or is incapacitated after the convention, as Carmack explained, the Republican National Committee would pick the nominee. To save the party, would the RNC have the nerve to knock out a convicted Trump on the grounds that he was incapacitated? Question mark. That would be a political brawl to end all brawls. Again, a rule clarification now might prevent such angst down the road. In short, unless Republicans come up with a definition of incapacity that would jettison Trump in case of conviction, they face the real prospect of political disaster. Yep. Yep. Republican voters have been living in denial for years now. They ignored evidence of Trump's alleged criminality arising from January 6th. They dismissed the New York State charges as much ado about nothing. Now that Trump has been indicted and they have seen the judges and prosecutors Trump will face and have learned juries cannot be spun, it might be time to start planning for the very realistic eventuality that he will be convicted. Even if they are convinced he is innocent, surely they understand there is some risk that jurors would not agree. In the month before the South Carolina primary, Nikki Haley, now Trump's sole challenger for the party nomination, should make sure Republicans do not ignore that risk. If she cannot dissuade them from nominating an indicted man with a losing streak in court, perhaps she can at least persuade the RNC to take take prophylactic measures to avoid an election debacle. If not... The GOP might face an election wipeout, according to Jennifer Rubin, formerly conservative uh, at the Washington Post. Do you do you think the donor class, the base 
of the Republican Party will freak out if I Trump's think those are two deal. separate things. The, the donor, donor class, class and, and the base, base are two separate things. I mean, come on. So do, uh, would the base freak out about what? About a Trump conviction, post or prior to the I, I, I think, nominating convention. I, I think the donor the class, RNC in Milwaukee. I think the donor class, you know, those that are giving the money, supporting the candidate to that degree, uh, would probably freak out a little bit. The 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 base, the the, the peer megas, uh, I'm not clear. You know, as far as you know, he's it's if you view this little party as a cult and Trump is the cult leader, he can do no wrong. Hell, the indictments made him more popular. Do you remember in 2016 when part of the reason I think that Donald Trump got elected, and I think it was a big part, what was it? It was the blocking of the appointment, even the hearing of Merrick Garland's nomination to the U.S. Supreme Court. Let the people decide. Over and over again, they they railed on this. And I think in part that was why Ron Johnson won election over Russ Feingold. Let the people decide. This was a rallying cry for those that didn't find Trump very appealing, let's just say. So here's my question, and I think it's posed in some weird way by Jennifer Rubin here. Would this make him more appealing? Would the people vote for him to nullify and give him the right to pardon himself? Would this... Bring him out of the woodwork. I mean, not according to the to the polling. No, that would not be the case. And, well, and, not for independents or Democrats, but I'm talking about the no, they mega man. I mean, li- they even literally said less than half the Republicans at 46 percent are willing to vote for. She also charged. had to ask the question: Are they <laughs> unaware that he's already been charged? <laughs> they, they they may be. Uh, here's another distinction I would I would make though. Like uh, if Biden was charged, that'd be a big deal. The not Joe, not not not, not Trump. Trump. Uh, the base, you know, the Trump megas are going to support him, you know, regardless. But. I would think the donors, if you're, you know, kicking out, if you're one of the regular donors to the Republican Party, you're probably fairly aware of how political cycles work. And and knowing the math, if you have a convicted, felonious uh, candidate that is going to blow up the election cycle, they're gonna, they know. I need this. your money to pay my legal fees. They know this. They recognize it. I I think that perhaps some of those who are just started being engaged in the political process. Donald Trump brought a lot of people off from under the rocks, right? Maybe they're not really dialed into how the whole thing works and what might happen given certain circumstances. And those that have been, you know, more in uh, in, in the smoke-filled rooms and funding these campaigns probably have a better sense of reality as it pertains to a presidential uh, campaign and how things work versus someone who never voted before and, you know, just took down the, the, the stars and bars to go out and hang up the Trump flag. Here, here's the problem. Lack of courage. Lack of intestinal fortitude, lack of cojones. They do not have the courage to do what they must and pick up plan B. There will be no plan B. They'll follow the crudy example. They will <laughs> burn with that bridge. They will go down on that bridge. It will be London Bridge falling down around, and it will be perhaps an electoral wipeout. At least that's what I would predict if Trump is indeed the nominee and then, or even up to, however they accept him as the nominee and he's convicted. Yes, I think that would be electoral disaster down ticket. That's kind of what I'm banking on. <laughs> kind of hoping for that. Yes. <laughs> yes. I don't know if you've noticed, I've expressed it. I don't really hide from the fact that I want to see Donald Trump be the nominee. And I realize that that creates the proposition that theoretically Trump could get reelected. That's scary to me. But I think it creates the far more likely proposition that Donald Trump is out there exposed. He blows up either psychologically, physically, or both. 
or both and mentally that, and and that infects it continues to infect the entirety of the rest of the party especially down ticket i think it's a little too late for a freak out it's too late you are without a plan b option <laughs> i mean it's well let's not say that it's tricky nicky bird brain oh, or bust tricky nicky bird brain or bust that's your options the Republicans will not select a plan B, Dom. They might talk about it, but they can't publicly put it out there because Trump will crucify each and every one of them on the Truthy Social or whatever his platform of choice this week might be. Come back, Devil's Advocates, your favorite platform. A couple of freaks on the radio right here. Devil's Advocates, Tuesday style. Be a part. 844-967-2789. You have no plan B to this fine radio show. The Devil's Advocates, radio for the 99%. And thank you for listening to the Devil's Advocates radio show. Going back to the lines, what's your plan B? 844-967-2789. I see an interesting headline popped up on my phone. Elon Musk, apparently his $56 billion annual pay plan at Tesla, ruled by a judge as being too rich. Uh too rich too much <laughs> apparently there is too much and he has crossed that line <laughs> that's 56 billion 56 billion per annum is apparently too much yeah but i mean look at all he does oh i know look at oh, what the- a great job he's done with tesla <laughs> and, and twitter no but the good news is he put like a, a chip in I someone's meant, brain i meant twitter oh, so meant obviously twitter. my well, brain's not working and tesla as well though tesla's having some issues as well are they no no a lot of recalls the Self-driving cars, not so great. <laughs> uh, they seem so great in theory. And I don't know what the big deal is. You know, Tesla putting a, uh, or Elon Musk putting a chip in someone's they got brain. A bulletproof truck. Didn't you see bulletproof truck? Oh, my God. Listen. Get listen. me two. All the vaccines have these microchips. We've been doing this for years, according to the right wing. So, you know, Elon Musk putting a chip in someone's brain is kind of old, old school now. It's very confusing. He's kind of gone back and forth between conspiracy theories on what site is he on. Is he not? 844-967-2789. Here's a friend, Trucker Dream, uh, Trucker Dean, <laughs> driving around the state. Wisdells, how you doing? Hey, Dean. I'm doing well. How about you guys? Good, thank you. Um, I think Plan B is in motion, actually, but it's not up front where everybody can see it. What well, is it? When I was listening to, well, give me a minute. Give me a minute. Okay, <laughs> he's okay. Got, he's got to set it up. <laughs> yeah. Last night when I was listening to uh, Civic uh, Radio, there was a newscast that said uh, there was a refinery that was going down, and they're expecting by April fuel prices, gas prices to go up between thirty-five and eighty-five cents a gallon. Now, isn't that the normal? Is that well, Dean? It's always a conspiracy, man. When the oil companies start sticking it to us, the consumers. But isn't that what they do every season on the seasonal change? Don't they stick it to us? You know, about the time you want to get in the car and take the kids somewhere. Oh, what do you know? Gas prices are up. Happy Memorial Day. (laughs) Just in time for summer. If you look, 
if you guys look around, there's no snow anywhere. There's no snow plowing going on. There's no snowmobiling going on. We should be floating in frickin' oil and, and gas. <laughs> there, shouldn't, there shouldn't be a shortage is what I'm trying to say. I guess, yeah, but that could be their plan B. Just blow up the national economy through the, the price of gas? Yeah, blame it on Biden and Democrats, and there you go. There you go. Damn, that's tricky. They do it often. I mean, no matter what happens, you know, I don't see anybody out there putting stickers on the gas and it's below, you know, 280. Thank you, Joe Biden. You know what I mean? Come on. I always feel like it's corporations against us. Well, I mean, they're they're, consumers. They're they're mandated to make money for their stockholders, Curdy, regardless of what you got to do to do it. If you got to be around the edges, then you can just, you know, change some laws, put some old blobbing money in, and, you know, maximize those return on investment. How do you. How else would you pay the CEO $56 billion per year <laughs> without some hefty margins, right? <laughs> right. 844-967-2789. Our friend Mark from the SAC. Welcome back. Mark, what do you got for us? Hey, Mark. Yeah, well, first, the good news, went to had, had my scan. I evaluated my oncologist today, and I came back clean. So All right. Well done. Party that's time. good news. And that... Uh, and I see Rick Scott is talking about that the voters are rejecting the... Uh, the new border deal, even though we haven't seen the new border deal yet. And I just think for every time Rick Scott, Mr. 75 times, you know, pleading the Fifth Amendment on his company's defrauding Medicare back 20 years ago now, that, uh, yeah, it's just... In, well, in, and I, in, if in, I believe, in, Mark, if I may interject, it wasn't just defrauding Medicare. It was the largest defraud of Medicare in the nation's history, right? Good thing Correct. he lives in Correct. Florida, not New York State. Correct, and if I remember right, Ronan McDaniel, Romney McDaniel, wasn't she on the phone call arranging the fake electors there in Michigan? Ah, I believe you are correct, she Mark. Might be, she might be facing her own little charges there. So, I mean, that a lot of these guys should get a plan B, and I mean that for any principled conservative to still support Donald Trump, to vote for a guy now who has been convicted, albeit a civil trial of, of rape, that you can't call it anything else other than rape is, is just beyond me. That, they, um, they claim, uh, I'm sorry, Mark, they claim uh, she's not a credible uh, accuser. I've heard it explained away in so many different ways on Right Wing Talk Radio, on Fox News. Uh, they've done just short of defaming her. Right. You know, uh, but I've heard Right Wing Talk Radio say effectively she's lying. You know, the the... This thought of a principled conservative, uh, I never bought it then, and I think it goes now. I don't believe it. Now, there's some folks out there, you know, a lot of these people who have testified, they call it the J6, or writing these briefs for the Supreme Court, like conservative judge, what Luddig his name is, he also testified during the J6. I mean, there are are some principled Republicans out there. Retired or close to (laughs) death. Right? That are speaking out uh, against what Donald Trump and the megas are doing. But your rank and file principled my ass. Never was. They never were. You could not be principled and cast all those, what, core beliefs aside for an election of, of, of a guy like Donald Trump. They, they, weren't, they weren't the family values uh, party then. They weren't the fiscal responsibility party then. They weren't the law and order party then. They said they were, but their actions over the last 10 years at least shows you that is not, in fact, the case. Well, my assertion is you can be a real American or you can be a MAGA Republican. 
but you can't be both at the same <laughs> time. Mean, that is not a Venn diagram. Those are <laughs> non-interlocking <laughs> circles. I mean, the whole real, real American. I mean, ah, oh, man. I, I'm I like, get to choose because I have yeah, the microphone. That's what I'm saying, man. Eight four four. I don't like it. At least my criterion is belief in the Constitution and democracy. You can you agree with the standards I've set? I, I I think yes. All good Americans should believe in in the rule of law and the Constitution and democracy. Well, that's where we lose the MAGA Republicans. <laughs> the original Claire, welcome back, Claire. How you doing? Hey, Claire. Hi, Devils. <laughs> hey. Of course the of course the Republican Party has a Plan B. What is okay, it? Okay, pay attention now. Okay. Pay attention. Put your hands over your ears and repeat after me. La 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 la. Does that work, Claire? Because my kids tried it when they were young, but they still had to sit in that corner for as long as Mama said. Right. No, it ain't gonna work. They sold their soul to the devil, and they're paying for it now. That's what I say. I say you're probably right on that. Thanks, Claire. Great to hear from you. Yeah, you know, just put your put your head under the covers. You know, hide in the tent. It's fine if you can't see it. You can't. If I can't see you, you can't see me. It's all fine. It's all fine. No, but Trump is like the monster under the bed. And in this case, the one that licks your feet when your foot's hanging over, like creepy. Always keep your feet covered in the bed. Oh no, I get too hot. The the monster under your bed. If you cover your feet. You're totally safe. <laughs> okay. You can sleep. But if you don't cover your feet, oh, my goodness. You're you're Man, tantalizing it. You leave your foot out, Trump will tic-tac up. He'll come up on that foot and just lick you right between the toes. That, or if you live in Alex Jones' neighborhood, you got to watch out because he will He'll eat, eat your, your ass. ass. Come back. More devil's advocates. <laughs> Open for your phone calls, your contributions. They're encouraged. 844 844- Nine six seven two seven eight nine. What do they say? Great minds think alike. <laughs> Audience is our plan B. I will eat your ass. Malarkey. The devil's advocates invented malarkey. Welcome back to the Devil's Advocates Radio Show, the Tuesday happier happy hour. Rolling through it. Always appreciate your contribution. Phone lines, 844-967-2789. You can also text in. I'll be sure to include a few of the text contributions between here and the end of the show, Don. Oh, please do. I'm happy to note positive news for the president, Joe Biden. Approval ticks up amongst independents, and Dem support grows for President Joe. Uh, This, according to the Hill, Dom. I'm going to jump down in the body of the... Piece because some of the numbers aren't that impressive. <laughs> but I'm trying ta- to make this a happy, positive statistical piece. trends right now. A trend. Yes, uh, yes, trending well. Here is what the Emerson College Polling Executive Director Spencer Kimball had to say. <coughs> Although still underwater, this reflects a positive shift. Additionally, his disapproval among independents has dis- uh, decreased from 52 to 45. Now, his approval ratings are up 4% amongst independents from 33 to 37. Um, it's not a big shift. It's not a huge number, but it's a trend in the right direction. And as he campaigns for another four years in the White House, 
Biden's overall approval rating sits at 42, relatively steady from last month when it was at 41. In the Democratic primary, where Biden faces a handful of long-shot challenger bids, apparently still <laughs> including Marianne Williamson, although we hear she's contemplating other decisions. She apparently met with her team over the weekend to decide if she was going to stay in the race. Uh, nearly three-quarters, or 72% of Democratic primary voters support Biden as the nominee, up nine points from December. So he's up nine points with the Democratic base since December. That's encouraging news. And Rep. Dean Phillips, the guy that apparently won't be included on the Wisconsin ballot. Oh, we're still figuring that out. Barring action of the Wisconsin Supreme Court and Marianne Williams, scored just 4% each. Another 19% of voters are undecided. Biden has successfully strengthened his support amongst Democratic primary voters with undecided voters decreasing from 30 to 19%, and his share of support increasing from 63 to 72. All trends in the right direction for President Joe Biden. Maybe it's the roadshow, man. He's been out there yeah. on the stump talking about his record. I've encouraged these appearances to him, especially when he comes to our backyard. We saw him uh, very recently. I did. And then I saw Kamala Harris, what, just last Monday, and then the president back in Wisconsin this week, Superior, and that used to be a blue hotbed, Dom, a very important part of the state. So, anyways. Uh, a little bit more on Good this. news for Joe. It is good news for Joe. Uh, trending is positive. The Rasmussen polling out as well. They're pretty Republican, are they not? That's my impression. They're pretty conservative. Uh, they show Joe up to 46%. Now, still underwater, 46 50. Approval? Approval. Okay. 46% approval. Minus seven. 53% unapproved. Uh, to uh, disprove. So, yeah, that that's and that's coming from, again, Rasmussen, so you can take it for what that's worth. But, yes, that's definitely uh, a, a move in the right direction. Do they offer approval, disapproval approval on the Republican presumptive nominee, Donald Trump? Uh, I don't mean to put you on the spot. I know it's not. In the... No, this is, looks like it's all Biden going back. I'd have to. Like Rasmussen trash talking Biden at every poll. <laughs> we don't we don't ask much about Trump because we have no plan B. No. They have no plan B, Don. That's the important takeaway from today's show. Republicans. Uh Jeff pointed out he was Plan B. Plan B sounds like abortive care. <laughs> Republicans aren't gonna have well, prophylactic abortive <laughs> care sounding plan B. Plan B, very, very anti-Republican. Prophylactic, don't even say that to a Republican. They're not down for any of that. So, no, I think you're right. There probably will not be a plan B. Uh, but John Nichols over at the Cap Times, of course, he's also at The Nation, points out, Biden's approval rating remains low, and his matchups with all but certain Republican nominee Trump point to a tight November race between the pair of candidates, uh, repeat candidates, who are not exactly inspiring to swing voters, but presidential elections are not decided by approval ratings or national polls. They are decided by actual voters in actual states and by the organizations and activists that have the ability to mobilize the base in battleground states such as Wisconsin. Those are the facts on the ground that too often get lost amid the punditry as the election year gets started. And last week, the facts on the ground were strikingly good for Joe Biden, according to John Nichols. And he goes into the details. It wasn't just about the polls. It wasn't about the results from New Hampshire. It wasn't about uh, the Republican primary good for Biden with Trump uh, and, and Nikki Haley. What mattered, according to John Nichols, what mattered last week was a trip by the president 
to northwestern Wisconsin to announce $1 billion in federal funding as part of the infrastructure bill that Biden made a centerpiece of his legislative agenda to replace a 60-year-old bridge that connects Superior, Wisconsin, and Duluth, Minnesota. Here's what Biden said at the time. This bridge is important, but the story we're writing is much bigger than that. When you see shovels in the ground and cranes in the sky and people hard at work on these projects, I hope you feel a renewed sense of pride. And Nichols writes, this sense of pride is a big deal for Superior, a historic port city that's been hard hit by trade policies, deindustrialization, and the general neglect by Washington in recent decades of working class communities along the Great Lakes. Nichols writes that that neglect has been bipartisan, but has cost the Democrats most severely in a battleground state where four of the past six presidential election contests were decided by less than 25,000 votes. Oh, I've been doing the math here, Dom. <laughs> yeah. Superior and the region, uh, again, reading from the Cap Times, our friend John Nichols, Superior and the region around it was once one of the most solidly Democratic and progressive parts of Wisconsin. Throughout much of the 20th and early 21st centuries, the reliably Democratic voting patterns of Northwest Wisconsin communities, such as Superior, were an essential building block for the party's election victories. In 2012, Obama secured 65% of the vote in Douglas County, that's Superior, winning the county by more than 7,000 votes. In neighboring Ashland and Bayfield counties, Obama won 65 and 62%. Everything changed in 16 when Trump pulled the state into a Republican column in much of his 22,748 vote margin of victory could be traced to a swing towards the GOP in Northwest Wisconsin. Democrat Hillary Clinton barely won a majority in Douglas County with just 50.39% of the vote. Ooh. There was similarly significant drops in support from uh, four Democrats in Ashland and Bayfield counties. In fact, every county in Northwest Wisconsin saw the percentage of the vote for the Republican ticket rise from 12 to 16. Four saw a shift of 10% or more. Eight saw a shift between five and 10%, uh, five and 10%. And a region that once sent liberal Dave Obey, you remember him? You remember argued Dave. with Dave, Democrat <laughs> Dave Obey to the U.S. Congress and a caucus of progressive Democratic legislators to the state houses. And now, Represented by Trump-aligned U.S. Rep, Toxic Tom Tiffany in the House, my characterization, and a growing number of right-wing lawmakers in the State Assembly and Senate. I should point out, we're playing out that part of the state right now. Shout out Amory, 1260 AM. Shout out to the Buzz of the North, 910 AM, WBCH. Uh, Biden's trip to Superior was a signal that he intends to fight for the votes and the people in Northwest Wisconsin, and that's a big deal. If Democrats hope to renew their fortunes in 24 and beyond, they have to fight harder for the communities that once supported them. That does not mean that they can afford to neglect the hard work of mobilizing voters in the large urban centers, Dom, and the college towns. That's what we're for down here, Madison and Milwaukee, and have kept the party competitive in recent years. But it does mean that if Democrats want to start winning big again, they got to show up in cities like Superior. Yeah. And they got to bring resources, energy, and a vision for economic renewal. Biden checked all the boxes during his trip last week to Superior. And the president still has a lot of work to do to win Wisconsin in November. But a trip to Superior suggests that he knows the recipe for success. First and foremost, Biden has to keep coming back to the campaign in the state. Before and after the April 2nd Democratic presidential primary, 
in which he will run without opposition. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Hillary Clinton failed to campaign in Wisconsin after she lost the 2016 primary to Bernie Sanders. Rolling Stone, we talked about, called that the fifth biggest political blunder of the last 50 years in American history. She and her team presumed that the state would maintain its tradition of favoring Democratic presidential nominees, and she could uh, secure the comfortable winning margins that Barack Obama enjoyed in his first time campaign in 08 and as a president seeking re-election in 12. When that didn't happen, Wisconsin Democrats were devastated, and the United States was stuck with the Trump presidency. Biden has always been more respectful than the most national Democrats of the need to campaign in the Badger State. That's why he knew it was important to travel to Superior last week, positioning himself in the right place at the right time to win Wisconsin's electoral votes and the presidency in 2024. So say John Nichols, yeah. our friend at the Cap Times, he's associate editor there, also at The Nation. Uh, very insightful and and I think spot on. Uh, and it's... It's it, you got to show up, right? We we know this. We talked about this, uh, and it's not just showing up. It's showing up and doing something, and, and you know, passing legislation for infrastructure and built, you know, rebuilding this, you know, sixty some odd year old bridge. He burned a billion dollar bridge. A billion dollars, dude. A billion dollars. And Janet Yellen, uh, Treasury Secretary, was in Milwaukee also last week, bringing like a yes. million dollars, several million dollars, uh, to, for some training down there. So showing up with the cash, with the pork, you know, with an effort, with a with a plan to help uh is is what it's all about that's what people want to hear people want to understand people want to engage that's how you do it and it's not about oh you know those it's, it's those up north people or those city people you know we're all americans crudy and all real well, Americans, <laughs> excluding on. the mega republicans uh and and i don't perceive them as americans and a lot a lot i think there's a lot of commonality certainly people want you know have clean water and they want their, you know, have a safety and have their kids have good schools and have a good job. Those, you know, the, the little things in life that sometimes seem so difficult to achieve. Uh, and we, we sit here, you know, bickering about, you know, the fringes when there's really a lot that we all have in common. And if you're able to deliver on some of these promises, man, maybe, maybe someone doesn't like Joe Biden's, I don't know, foreign policy with China. But, you know, if he's bringing, and, and, and bringing a billion dollars to help rebuild that bridge, there's going to be a lot of construction workers that are going to be very happy to cash those checks. A and, lot of hard hats with Biden stickers and, on them? And, and uh, uh, to, to further bring this along, why do we see what, what I perceive to be Republicans wanting to, you know, make the border issue a, 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 a continued issue to not solve the problem, to not take uh, Republican senators uh, and, and their bipartisan efforts to— solve the problem or at least you know address it in some meaningful ways well perhaps the very same reason why they're 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 out there taking credit for bills that maybe some of them did not support themselves because they're going to show up and explain it to the people and say this is what we did this is what the democrats did and certainly bipartisanship that's great but you know it was infrastructure week every single week under the trump administration uh joe biden and the dems and with some republican help they got it done and they're out there telling the folks about it and bringing it home. Infrastructure decade. Mark from Sussex. Welcome, Mark. What do you got for us? Hi, Mark. Thank you guys for taking my call. I just got a comment and then a question for you. You know, talking about uh, him up in Superior. Is that the same Superior uh, facility where he was wearing the hard hat the wrong way? Might but have been. Here's the question I have for you. 
But here's the you question. You never wore a baseball you. cap backwards, Mark. <laughs> I've seen guys goof around. Perhaps someone put it on his head backwards as a sign of affection. I, well, actually, he, I think he thought he had it on right. But anyway, my question to you is, uh, Tom, you're all about this. Uh, they have no backup plan, no backup plan. What is the Democrats' backup plan if, and I'm not saying or hoping or sure. saying that's yeah. going to happen, but what about if uh, Joe Biden isn't there? What What's the backup Kamala plan? Kamala Harris, they, the no. vice president, zero, is our backup plan. Zero, zero backup plan on with uh, Kamala Harris. Are you kidding? She's got worse approval ratings than Joe Biden. Well, I saw her very recently, Mark, and I found her to be quite dynamic. And I know what they say about her on Fox News, but if she was making public appearances constantly, if she was President Kamala Harris, oh, I think you'd see all sorts of support coming for her. I don't think Mike Pence would have had the support that Kamala Harris will. Hang Mike Pence, that guy? Yeah, hang Mike Pence. No, I don't think so. Not a favored of his party. I think Kamala Harris is a very dynamic person. I would agree. And Mark, while you may not agree with it, at least it is a plan B. What are the Republicans plan B? Trump will serve from prison. Eight four four nine six seven two seven eight nine. Plan B is you call now. The Devil's Advocates. Radio for nasty women everywhere. Thank you for listening to the Devil's Advocates Radio Show. It is our last segment of the day. So if you have something to say, hit us up right now on the lines, 844-967-2789. Stick around. The Maggie Dawn Show is coming up next. If you believe conservatives, at least the Foxy News watching kind, the Democratic plan B is Michelle Obama. (laughs) That's what they would say. I would point out. Are are you sure it's not uh, who's the singer dating the football guy? Oh, Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Yeah. Is that is that the plan B? She has somehow become embroiled in conservative <laughs> conspiracy theories. Oh. Something about her and Goodell and Cahoots and the the Kansas City Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl. So point spread be damned. <laughs> yeah. If you believe in Q, <laughs> yeah. you believe that Goodell and Taylor Swift have rigged the Super Bowl for yeah, the Chiefs. tell it to San Francisco. Send your money to me. I'm going to be in Vegas. <laughs> yeah. I post- swear. I swear to God. I will place as <laughs> many of those bets as time permits. Crudy, cash, send cash. Yeah, send cash. 844-967-2789. Let's go back to the audience. While there's time, Northwoods Terry, welcome to it. What hey, do you Terry. got for us? Yeah, I'll, I'll, good, good show, Doubles. I just want to say about stockholders, they don't mind these bloated CEO salaries as long as the stock is going north. Yeah, That's but I, I mean, got, fifty-eight guys. billion, man. I mean, that, that you could sh- you, you could spread that over yeah. lots of stock, man. Yeah. I mean, they might like like a little bit of that. How about a stock buyback? You can buy my <laughs> stock, fifty-eight billion. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and Taylor Swift has got the right wing all up and. All up in the air. Uh, why, Terry? What? What? I, I mean, I, I, I don't. I don't. You know. She got forty-seven seconds of coverage during the AFC Championship game, man. <laughs> no, life as we know it is nearly over, I, I, Terry. I don't. I don't you know, what's the whole pop culture stuff, Terry? But what's your impression? Why? Why are the right? Why are they all revved up about Taylor Swift? Well, she's come out for Democratic candidates oh. in the past against that uh, Senator Blackburn. Blackburn. Martha Blackburn. Oh, right. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Well, that's so, such an obvious thing, uh, but 
when when you target someone and she's got good security, I think she'll be okay. But when you make her a target, I mean, she's got she's got more power than pretty much any human being in this world. And Donald Trump was like, no, I'm I'm more like than Taylor Swift. He literally came out. <laughs> oh my god. Today, talking about the popularity of Taylor Swift, it's worth a Google. It's terrible. No, it's not. It's not worth it. Well, if you don't believe me, I'm just saying. No, I believe you. It's it's asinine. 844-967-2789. I am much more popular popular, and a much better dancer. (laughs) I sing way, way better. Have you seen him do the punch dance where he punches left and right? It's just so terrible. Uh, Next on the phones, here's a new one. MC from McFarland. Welcome. What do you got for us? Hey, MC. Hey, uh, fellas. Uh, I'm just kind of curious what you guys think of why MAGA is not rebranding themselves as the Confederacy Party. That's essentially where they're going and what they seemingly want. Yeah, but that's What's your a little that? too much saying the quiet part out loud. I mean, they did carry the Confederate flag through the halls of Congress. Well, also to the Trump rally we were at in Janesville at the Holiday Inn Express. The guy had a Confederate tattoo will go along with his flag. And he was from Milton, Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah. And I interviewed this young guy as he waved his flag and talked about states' rights. And I said, where are you from, Milton, Wisconsin? <laughs> I said, you know, we were we were on the north side. You know that, right? <laughs> right. States rights. States rights. 844-967-2789. Let's keep moving. Lots of people want a piece of the devils. Uh, Wisco Paul, how you doing, fella? Hey, Paulie. Hey, I just want to say Kamala Harris is a good plan B when your your plan A is Trump. you got serious issues. And I've, I've said this before on the devil's. It's hard for me to think a law he hasn't broke. I think Dom said jaywalking, but I don't know if he hasn't broken that either. I suspect he's never broken the law of gravity. (laughs) That's true. Um, As far as Taylor uh, Swift uh, is concerned, she's very, very popular. I don't know why the GOP wants to run her in the ground. She has a good name. My understanding, I don't know if this is uh, correct or not, she has registered a lot of young voters. The young voters really like her. Well, that's and why she, um, Republicans don't and like her because she's a woman empowering other young women. And when they come out and they think about it and they become politically active, Paul, they're not voting for the party that would take away their abortive rights and want to take control of their bodies. So Taylor Swift is probably the worst possible thing. She is the antithesis of Donald Trump grabbing him by the hmm hmm. Yes, when kind you're a big of. star, you can do whatever you want, Polly. That's so sad because she really comes across as a good person, and she doesn't want the cameras to pan her all the time. They do that for ratings. Yeah, she, I mean, it's just a sad situation when you've got to take somebody like Taylor Swift, a young person who's made it in life. It's not her fault. The media pans on her all the time up there, and you got to run her in the ground. Well, That's exactly, Polly. And, of course, if she was Kid Rock, they'd be lifting her up and, and claiming how great she was. You Every know, time it, Dom and I go to a ball game together, they always put us on the kiss cam. <laughs> 844-967-2789. Rico from Rock County. How you doing, Rico? Hey, Rico. Hey, now I know where I'm going with this. Don, you did it again. But you know what? They really need to team up uh, old Taylor Swift with Bud Light. Oh, my Lord. They would just totally melt down then, wouldn't they? I would I would hope she would have better taste than that, Rico. 
Oh man, I like Bud Light. Yeah, I, just, I grew up on Bud Light, Rico. Yeah, just, no. Yes. Well, well, you know that you know back in the day we had them plastic wraps you could put around the cans. She could actually drink whatever she wanted. <laughs> right. We get those little plastic wraps we used to put around the cans back in the day. But I did want to thank you guys for. Very Dom still uses though here at the workplace. <laughs> Is that Diet Coke, or, yes, it's Diet Coke. or hams? <laughs> I just wanted to thank you guys for another great show. A lot of very uplifting news, especially for the state of Wisconsin coming out tonight, guys. And, uh, boy, I really do appreciate it. And, uh, you know, I was wondering, is Mark and Gary, are they brothers? Just a question I had. From from Sussex? The, Sus- the Sussex brothers. I think they're I think they're roommates. Thanks, Rico. Ma, the meatloaf. Uh, Steven from Green Bay, give you like 30 seconds, Steven. Hey, Steven. Hey, I just want to say about the whole Taylor Swift thing. Uh, Republicans, fragile eagles can't handle strong women, and that's why they're literally quaking in their boots. Boom. Have a good night. Thanks, Steven. Well, well said. Absolutely. You know, we're playing Taylor Swift right now. Are we? Is that it? We are. This is Taylor. I've Do you of, feel empowered? I, 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 I've i heard a little bit on when I listen to the pop channels. Uh, you know, uh, it's fine. If you play it backwards, it said, I conspired with Roger Cadell to set up the <laughs> Super Bowl outcome for the Travis Chel- Kelsey Chiefs. <laughs> and my auto. Mahomes and my auto. Where we go, when we go all... Thank you all for listening to the greatest radio show ever. Maggie Dawn is next, then Busted Pencils, but I'm not quite clear.